Are you singing it again? Yes. I've decided not to sing this time. I just thought it's it's you know. It's a bit naff. Naff is the word <laughs> I was thinking. Yes, you've got you yeah. hit it, hit the nail on the head. Okay, there. so I'm being naff. Well, yeah, as usual. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce myself. I'm naff. Exactly. Yeah. That's all I've got. Yeah, we we all know this. Yeah. And that's it. That's what I've got. <laughs> oh, that's the podcast, is it? We've well, finished, else. have we? Mic drop right there. Well, hang on. We're, look, we're in a, it's a slightly different situation. Well, today. we are in a bit of a different situation. Are, I've, I've, I've thrown change at you like a wet cauliflower. And I didn't And you're not well. okay with no, it, are you? No, no. I've had to shuffle my notes. Uh, you know, my anxiety levels have risen. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a bit sweaty. A bit I'm, sweaty. Usually, I'm usually a bit sweaty. Well, that's, but that's, anyway, that's, 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 uh, that's a barometric thing. thing more than anything else, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, no, okay, so what have you done? Well, Normally, we would do an intro where it's just you and I bantering with the wine in front of us and so on, um, and the winemaker's still on the way to the studio. Yes. But this time, just to change things up, we've got the winemaker with us from the very beginning. Kate Giles, welcome. Oh, I thank you. How are you? Doing pretty well. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you very much. Perfect. We're still going to do our little kind of bantery thing i think banter away it's, banter it's, away. it's, it's kind of it's, it's going to be a little bit on the fly nick's going to kind of pretend to ignore you now okay. i'm not going to yeah. pre- i'm not going to pretend <laughs> <laughs> no that's not true not that's true, not true you're very welcome all. it's lovely to have you back thank you very much for having me third time i, I know you are the first uh, winemaker that's come back Three times been on the podcast. Three times. Actually, tonight series four is 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 actually the trifecta because we've had Mark Robinson. It's his third time, but representing two different wineries. And again, True. Kate Giles representing two different wineries. True. The first time she was here was representing Islander Estate, and Absolutely, then yeah. yep. with the Dilettante Sangiovese, and now with the twenty twenty Dilettante Fiano. Now, Nick, yes, I know what I think about this wine. Yes, I know what Kate thinks about this wine. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you think about this wine. I love it. Yep. Um, I really do. Um, it's the style of it. It's been left on skins for seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a little bit of skin contact there. You can definitely taste that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you, we'll get into this with, with Kate in a bit. The, the dilettante idea, the the kind of ethos of dilettante is is easy drinking. It's That's what the, the, the Sangiovese was all about. Um, and th- uh, this is very, this is easy drinking, but there is a little bit more going on with it. It's it's quite dry, it's full bodied. Uh, I think it's quite weighty, and there's a bit of acidity there as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're already getting into the to the wanky bit, you know. The, the wanky, wanky bit. bit, the wanky, anyway, wanky. Sorry, Kate. In, in our last podcast, we just, we we decided that um, we needed a jingle. We needed a little jingle. Uh, for the and you went for the wanky bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we went. I mean, that's where that's where we automatically went to. But hey, sure. trust trust the Englishman. Okay. Yeah. Trust the Englishman to yeah. be rude. Yeah, no. So this was just about what we kind of what what we get on the nose, what we get on the palate, and so on and so forth. And without pontification, it can sound occasionally a little bit wanky to people who aren't, who aren't really uh, into wine that much. Um, but to the rest of us, it I say the rest of us like I'm an expert. I'm not. But, uh, you see, that actually sounded more wanky than any description so the of any wine of, you've ever had. So the explanation in your life. sounded more wanky than the actual. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> we're talking about the 2020 Fiano. We are. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, for me, it's quite light on the nose. Uh, it's slightly floral. There's mm-hmm. honey there, definitely. Mm-hmm. Maybe some honeydew melon um, and some 
I think right for me, right at the end, uh, some nuttiness. I was thinking Brazil nuts, maybe macadamias. Mm. I think uh, I thought that was fantastic. Um, what did you get on the palate? Look, to me, this is a wine that demands to be taken notice of. Yes. It, 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 where, where, where there's other, other wines, even in the Fiona varietal, that um, you can drink and you just go, oh, that's just like drinking sunshine in a glass or that's just screaming summer or something like that. This is a wine that demands your attention. Yeah. You drink it and it goes, whoa, hang on a minute. Yeah, it's quite... What am I actually drinking? It's quite bold, isn't it? It's... it's, it's but it's not in your face no. bold, you know what I mean? It just demands your attention. Um, and, I, and I really like that about it because it's not any it's not any particular one thing. It doesn't steer you in one direction or another. It's just a beautifully well-balanced example of what a Fiano can be yeah. when the winemakers actually put some thought behind it. Yeah. Um, and love and care. And you can taste that. Yeah. You can taste every single part of that. But more importantly to me is that it's just beautifully balanced. Mm, me too. There, there, there is nothing in there that's out of whack. There's no. nothing out of kilter. It's just every single thing is exactly where it should be. And if it wasn't, you'd notice. Yeah. For me, a lot, a lot of what's on, what I'm getting on the palate is actually what I got on the nose as well. The honey's yeah. there, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of pear, but not like not sweet pear, but, you know, kind of... A, that, no, 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 Maybe, like a like a like a like a William or, a, or something, like yeah. a William rather than a Burbosk. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> very specific, very specific, <laughs> incredibly specific. Okay, for the, for those playing at home, a William pear is a green skin one that you bite into and it can almost break your teeth with how crunchy it is. Oh. The Burbosk is the brown skin one where you bite into it and you almost slide into it with your it teeth. It disintegrates and, and just it makes a mess of your shape. A, a far yeah. more waxy texture and is far far more sugar driven. Yeah, okay. So this is far more your William pear than it is your Burbosk. So it has the same base flavour, but it's it, it's it, it's got a lot more. Texture to it. I was thinking like nashi, like Asian pear, you know, the white pears. Oh, there's go. a bit of that there as well, mm-hmm. but also the slight hazelnutness to yeah, it. Look, I do, end, I, you know? I do agree with you on the nuttiness on the on the back palate. Um, it's got that finish. I would actually go with macadamia. Yeah. Um, rather than Brazil or um, like, like a creamy nuttiness. Yeah, if you know and, what I mean. and that, that, that I mean macadamia has that beautiful oily sort of. I mean, oily is not a negative connotation in this no, space. No, no. It's, it's it's definitely like it's got that lovely viscous texture mm. that um, brings word. a sweetness to it. That um, I'd love to serve this wine with asparagus, parmesan cheese, and shaved truffles. That's all I'm saying. I'll say wow. some other things. That's it. No, no, that's it. I have so. Okay. I've got. That's. I'm dropping the mic right there. Well, I'm going to pick up the mic and uh, say some. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I, you're absolutely right. But I think you know. There's a few things. Mm-hmm. Little trio of figs, blue cheese, and prosciutto. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And but what actually first hit me when I had this wine? Really good quality fish and chips. Really good fish and chips, mm. or like seafood tempura. Mm. I mean, mm. absolutely mm. would work for me. Mm. Um, and let's face it, you know, white wine and seafood usually works, but not always. I think this could actually work with some crispy skin salmon as well. I think that the oiliness of the of the salmon would work with the, with this wine. I would I would go as far as to say yes to everything except the salmon. Oh, you don't agree with the salmon? No. Okay. No. Fair um, enough. And okay. it it's only because I've very recently had salmon. Mm-hmm. And it was delicious and lovely, but it reminded me of how rich it actually is. Okay. Um, and 
I don't think that the salmon would actually do the Fiano any favours. Not the other way around. I think the Fiano would carry the salmon all the way through, but I don't think the salmon would actually be bringing enough to the party. Um, a great quality fish and chips if you were using a beautiful, fresh flathead or... That's it. I'm talking about good. Like Yeah, like a really, really nice flathead, um, a really, really lovely um, red snapper or something like that with a really, really light, fluffy batter rather than mm-hmm. that thick, fat, stodgy batter. So that's what I mean. It's like, you know, you get fish and chips uh, and it's mostly batter. You think, a, what the hell is this? A, tem- but, um, a, a tempura prawn. Tempura seafood. A tempura would, prawn really with this would be beautiful. I'm going to hold on to that. I've just had another taste of it. I'm going to hold mm. on to the crispy skin salmon. Okay. For me, but we yeah. have different palates as we know. True, so. true, true, true. And let's we have Kate here. What do you think, Kate? What would you What would you ideally eat? You've made this it. One? You made this damn one. <laughs> you made it. You tell us. You tell us. We're telling you. That's not really fair. Well, the whole point of dilettantes was just to make a wine that was super, super friendly and easygoing. So this, for me, I'd describe best as a Tuesday night wine. So you don't have to think about it and plan it and go to the fishmonger and get fresh asparagus and what did you say? Freshly shaved truffles? Mm-hmm. Steamed Asian grains, a whack of soy, ginger and garlic and a whole bucket load of chilli on some freshly steamed rice. Mm. Nice. Really simple flavours. Perfect, actually. Um, I know what I'm having for dinner now. That's it. No, that, that sounds that sounds. Perfect. My work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> it's been nice having you on. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, but you were saying, so the dilettante uh, wine philosophy is very much about easy drinking and that's what you we were talking about that. Um, when you came and talked about your Sangiovese, so you've gone with that with this Fiano. Yes, very um, much so. Yeah, exactly. So, what we, but I, I noticed that on the wine label it says you incorporated skin contact. So, if you, for me, I mean, we've we've talked about uh, orange wine, which is kind of the a label which is kind of falling away, and skin contact mm. whites is kind of the, the the label that most people use now. Um. It's not always easy drinking and skin contacts whites doesn't always go together. So how did you marry the two? First thing, not that long, seven Mm. days. It's not really enough uh, to get that really orange character or the developed character that you can get into wines that have been sitting on skins for a long time, particularly with whites. So uh, brought in, pressed off, and then left sitting on the skins in the cool room just for a bit, just Mm -hmm. to let the... The flavours all merge together. Also, Fiano's got really thick skins. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you're not actually leaching a lot out of it like you do with a thinner-skinned grape variety. Mm-hmm. You're getting a little bit of texture in there but still making sure that it's a really vibrant style. Second thing is that Fiano is a really, really vibrant style. So it does have a lot of that pear. Pear's a great one. Um, there's a bit of peachiness to it for me, mm-hmm. particularly on the nose. Uh, and I think I'll take the honey note, but take it up a grade because it's not the sweetness of honey. And you guys would know this, but uh, other people might not. You can't smell sugar. Sugar mm-hmm. has no aroma of its own. So what we're talking about is the spice of honey. I tend to say honeysuckle yep, because right. it is that lighter kind of yep. character. It's still mm-hmm. very bright and clear. It's not certainly not a sweet style, uh, but acid Uh Fiano retains acid really beautifully. Mm-hmm. So that's the fish and chips marriage. I mm. think there is salt. that acidity of the salt and the acidity in the wine. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. So uh, anything with a good bit of spice to it, uh, mm-hmm. freshly caught seafood is yep. always going to be a go. Yeah, uh, light greens, a salad. I tell mm. you what, Saturday, 
make a salad for lunch and crack a bottle of that. Mm. <laughs> Seems it, it, ridiculous, but really good fresh ingredients with really basic dressings. So mm, a little bit mm-hmm. of whether it's balsamic vinegar on a salad or chili oil with your mm-hmm. dumplings or whatever mm-hmm. it is, just something to lift it. Yeah. And the weight of this wine tends to stand up to that. Now, Kate, white wine for mine in the market isn't taken as seriously as red wine. Generally? Generally. Now, I'm not going to ask you why do you think that is because it's because people are silly. Um <laughs> It really is. People are silly because the same level of complexity and thought goes into making a white wine as it does making a red wine and so mm-hmm. on and so yep. forth. Um, the dilettantes being what it is as a label, that lovely, accessible, fun, frivolity style of style of wine, how is it that you think that people that would normally go, oh, I don't drink white wine, I only drink red – how do you get them across the line on something like this? Because I, I, I think that if you're not having a go at this, you're missing out. I just yeah. make them taste it. Yeah. <laughs> just, here, just shut up and drink it. Have this. A little bit. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, you are right. People don't tend to accord the same level of um, depth or intensity to white wines as to red. But, I mean, you look at some of the Chardonnays, look at Burgundy, look mm-hmm. at what's going on out there. Yeah. There's some amazing wines, the old mm. Hunter Valley Semions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This wine will actually age really well. Fiano does tend to mm. age quite well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you need to be really careful in the balance. Yeah. And I think in Australia in particular, white wines kind of become, like that Tim Minchin song, White Wine in the Sun. Mm-hmm. It's not something you put with time into matching with three-course dinners. It's the aperitif you have beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. And rightly or wrongly, people have different taste buds Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. red wine has always been the go-to and in Europe to a certain extent as well, outside of perhaps Burgundy, but all your other whites tend to be at the lighter end of the spectrum and drink now styles. I've Mm. never quite understood, like you said, I've never quite understood people say, I don't drink white wine, I don't drink red wine. It's like saying I don't eat vegetables because I don't like the taste of vegetable. I mean, there's how many different varieties of vegetables? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it's as you say, everyone has different taste buds, but white wine is a, there's so many different flavours going it, on there, there for, really across is. the board, yeah. and the same with red. It just, but then, hey, look, mm. everybody's I mean, I, different, I, right? I, I, I don't like Sauvignon Blanc, but I absolutely love Riesling and Fiano. That's it. And, uh, but yeah, everyone has yeah. different taste buds. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, uh, Kate, you're, you're clearly on trend, because Fiano... Uh, has become incredibly popular in South Australia and probably Australia. I'd actually... Is that your fault? Is that your (laughs) fault? Have you done that? Oh, no, 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 no. I was just wondering whether... Because a lot of Italian varietals grow really, really well here and we've talked about this before on other podcasts. Um, So there's a reason... That's a reason as well. But is it also perhaps because it's, it's a bit different to other white wines made in South Australia? I think it's a little bit different but not too far down that path. So... Uh, the Australian drinking public is getting a little bit unfamiliar with some of the wines we're putting out there because they have some weirdo names mm-hmm. and they're hard to pronounce and they're a little bit different in style. Mm. Fiano is really accessible because, oh, yeah. it I mean, it's not Sablanc, it's not Riesling, but yeah. it's not that far away from either of them. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. definitely not Chardonnay, but it has some of that roundness and richness to it. So it's a it's- little half-step of, uh, down the road. Is some of it that it's easy to pronounce? A lot of it is that it's easy to pronounce. 
Yeah, if people go into a bar and say, oh, I, oh, well, you don't want to feel... I don't know how to say it. I'll have a... Well, that's it. You don't. Yeah, I, 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 can I have a bottle of the one that starts with a G? You don't want to be that guy, you know? Who does? People don't <laughs> want to feel like idiots. And I think no, that no, a no. lot of that mm. then comes back to us and to the venues. Yeah. You know, be the first person to say, hey, have you tried a Vidicchio? Yeah. Have you tried a multiple journal? Mm. Have you tried a Fiano? Mm-hmm. And you say it first. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm. a really good idea. Yeah. That oh, way nobody shops at Versace. <laughs> <laughs> I, was th- I was thinking when you visit, visited, I think it was back in October 2019. I know. Wow. So long well, you ago. See, I mean, those, oh, you remember those days? We're well, not well, counting last year, though. No, it can, last year. <laughs> last year. <laughs> what happened last year? I can't yeah. remember much no about it. it. was all a bit rubbish. So you were, t- yeah, so you were, we were talking about your 2017 Sangiovese, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Uh, just wonderful wine. Uh, you made the wine making process sound really simple. You you were basically saying, pick the grapes, squish out the juice, put it in a barrel, wait a little bit, and that's how it works. And and, and you know, is it was it that easy this time around? Was there some was was there more to it for you? For us, uh, and there is my business partner involved, who is the brains of the wine making side of the operation, because she reins me in when I'm being stupid. But <laughs> get it right in the vineyard. So we're really lucky in that the vineyard block that we use, the guys who own it mm-hmm. are lovely. Mm-hmm. They're really on top of everything. Yeah. And they let us do something really stupid about five years ago, which was to graft over a, an underperforming Riesling block into being a Fiano block. Wow. Why was it which, stupid? Why, do, why would you say it was Why did you say? Because the Clare Valley reputation is for Riesling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyway. and it is something that people will queue up to buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just punters, but, you know, from a winemaking point of view, if it's the right block, people will be queued up at your block asking to buy it. Yeah. So grafting over to Fiano was a bit of a punt. There's mm-hmm. only one other Fiano vineyard, I think, currently. I may need to double-check that. Uh, but it's in, a ton- in Clare. In Clare. Okay. Yep. Clare's effectively fully planted. There's not spare ground there to put no. extra vineyards in, really. Okay. Uh, and taking a punt on something like Fiano is a bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. So we grafted an existing vine across to Fiano. Okay. So how many rows did you take up of the... It was a block. So um, so much so that this year, so some goes to my business partner's brand, yeah. which is made in a very different style. Some goes to our brand, Dilettantes. Mm-hmm. We had so much fruit this year, I sold some. Wow. Excellent. <laughs> to another winemaker who mm-hmm. I trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's really important particularly in the early stages of having a relatively new grape variety from a certain region mm-hmm. out there, that it's made in a way that's really respectful of that fruit. Yeah. Yep. So, and consistency. There's a reason why certain regions have certain varieties that work really well for them because people know what they're going to get, mm, now, which is, is important. Is Fiano one of those grapes that's more liking the warmer client, the future proofing that we're going to look forward to in the Clare Valley and so on and so forth? Is it one that's going to be uh, we can look forward to drinking for a few more years? I believe so. Yeah. So thicker skin, so it can handle slightly warmer climate. Yep. Uh, it's originally from southern Italy and then Campania and uh, Sardinian, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Sicilian regions in Italy. Mm-hmm. And it was generally at a relatively high elevation and it used okay. to get a fair bit of sun. Yep. And it would still hold up pretty well. But at high elevation, it'd also get that lovely cool climate in the evening as well. Cool breezes yeah. in the evening. Yeah. And Claire gets that as well. So yeah. people think that 
I don't know when the last time you drove from, say, Adelaide to Clare was, but you kind of forget that you're actually going up. I rode my bike from there to Clare. You're an idiot. Did you stay on the bike? or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. This time I did. And I rode from (laughs) Tanunda to Clare in a day. And you're right. It was a lot of uphill. Yeah. Heaps, actually. And if you're driving, you don't really notice that. But it's actually at a relatively high elevation. You do on a bike. (laughs) This is why I don't ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I respect you for doing it. No, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so being uh, up at that kind of elevation, plus mm-hmm. liking the sunshine and having the thicker skins, it also has a very high natural acidity. Yeah. So you can get that really luscious, vibrant nose, that mm-hmm. peachy, peary kind mm-hmm. of thing that we yeah. were talking about. But you still got the acid holding it together. Yeah. Definitely. So as far as time in oak goes, um, in barrel... Young barrels, old barrels, not any time, a little bit of time, time. no time at all. These are all stainless steel. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a little bit that we put, there was a tiny bit that we Mm -hmm. put into a barrel and a very old barrel. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then just blended back. Yeah. But it's mostly tank. And this year is 100% tank Mm -hmm. just to keep that really fresh style. Yep. Yeah. So yummy. Mm. Just talking about styles of wine. I mean, we mentioned skin contact before and you said it wasn't, wasn't uh, on skins for very long. But skin contact whites are very much the very much the in thing, I think, and maybe they've been the in thing for a couple of years. Um, but why do you think that is? Because skin contact whites usually were kind of on the periphery for most people of what they would drink. It wouldn't really be on their radar. What's what do you think's happened in the wine industry in Australia to to kind of put those at the forefront? You know how we were talking about people who don't drink drink white wine. Yeah, they drink skin contact white wine. Right. And it's what you see at a lot of the events, mm. particularly you know out in the public. You've got a whole lot of people tasting wines. The ones who are looking for skin contact wines are generally a little bit younger. Right. And they are looking for whites that deliver what their reds do. So texture, character, yep. length, mm. length sometimes. Complexity. And a little bit of touch of difference mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. more than anything else. Yeah. Something okay. different. I mean, you know, the younger wine drinkers might be a little bit more uh, experimental. Do you know what I mean? They, they they haven't had all the, the 20 years of drinking wine and knowing what they like and just go with that. They, they haven't settled into it. So, yeah. it, you know, it's like working out which sport you're good at or, you know, mm-hmm. cycling or whatever it happens to be. Whether oh, you're I'm going not to... good at that. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I've got the colliery cup <laughs> sling to prove the it. The evidence yes. is right here in front of us. <laughs> But it's just about finding what your taste buds yeah. are suited towards. And the one thing I would ask the entire world to do is whether or not you think you like something is to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Come to the events, come mm-hmm. to the tastings. We are starting to do them again. The uh, mm. winter edit is coming up in a couple of weeks. Isn't it great that we're actually able to get back out there? And yep. We're very lucky being where we are. We I've really missed are. all of you. Yeah, <laughs> It's been a long time. And we've missed you too, Kate. Yeah, we oh, have. true. So, so what do you see happening for Dilettante as a label in the new future? Because, uh, I mean, we've you've got your Sangiovese, you've got your Fiano. Is that what you're going to be focusing on? Because this is a side project for you and uh, what's money, money, money. Yeah. So, is there what do you see going on with Dilettante in the in the there next is couple of years? A potential third to add to the range, but not yet. Okay. Um, we looked at options for fruit this year. And we couldn't find any that we were happy with the quality of. Mm. So outside of that, no, we're just going to keep it pretty small and tight and manageable. Mm -hmm. Um, As my main job, I consult to 
any number of different wineries. And the first thing I tell all of them is to understand your market mm-hmm. and not exceed what your market is capable of. Yeah. So you're practicing what you preach. Well, someone has to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So where can people find your wine? On your website or is it elsewhere? Uh, on the website, locally here in Adelaide, we've got a number of independent retailers and restaurants pouring it, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the key ones for me at the moment would be Hut Street Cellars, Belair Fine Wines, Goodwood Cellars, mm-hmm. uh, off the top of my They're head. They're all good. Yeah. So great independent mm-hmm. little retailers yeah. or get in contact with us or ask your independent retailer. Tell them to call me. Mm-hmm. Place an order. You don't mm-hmm. have this. We want that. Yeah. Thank you very much. And it is like, I can say it's delicious, but these boys are saying it's delicious too, which is lovely and it, it makes me delicious. so happy. I, I, I agree. Wine. I will absolutely. echo those sentiments. It is absolutely delicious. You know what? We The whole ethos is make the wines you want to drink. Yeah. Otherwise, why bother? Why bother? 100%. It's the menus I write. I want to be able to not decide what I want to eat because it all sounds so good. Yeah. Why would you do otherwise? Hey, it mm. makes perfect sense. Exactly. So a lot of People don't. But, yeah. Yeah. Except for Dolmades, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> <laughs> a little element of random in there. <laughs> well, they've taken two perfectly good things and ruined both of them, but that's Dolmades. Anyway, um, now, Kate, I'm not too sure whether last time you were here we'd actually developed this part of our format yet or not. No, we haven't. No, we hadn't, but we now do a quick fire round of questions. <gasps> Pressure. <gasps> 30 seconds or as or as long as you actually like because we're not one to put boundaries <laughs> on things here. I um, need a sip first. Yes, you do. Yeah. You do. Because these Prime questions are, are, are super hard. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they really they are. They really are. They really are. Um, but are, are you emotionally prepared? I think I might be able to handle it. Okay. Well, take a deep breath. Time will tell. In through okay. the nose. Okay. Question one, red or white? Both. Ooh, contentious. No one's ever said that before. Straight off the bat. I mean, bat. it's the obvious bloody answer, I know, isn't it? right? <laughs> Don't make me red choose. Red or white, How? yes. Thank you. Quite Thank right you too. so much. Quite right, too. Again, uh, question two, McLarevale, Barossa or Adelaide Hills? All three, plus all the other ones. Wow. Mm. This is going to be a good quiz. <laughs> Should we just call it, like, we're going to give you choices for almost everything. Are you just going to say yes to all? Yes, I like Possibly. all of those things. Should we just write number 11, all of the above, and that's Possibly. your quiz done? Well, I you need know. to ask me the questions first. Dessert, wine, or dessert? Uh, neither for neither me, for because a I'm a diabetic. type 1 diabetic. Yes. So. Uh, corks or caps? caps? Caps. Always caps. Favourite varietal? All of them. Just treat them well in the vineyard and the winery. Least favourite? All of them. None of them. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> you know what? If somebody's buggered up a wine, yeah. that's the yeah, fault no, of the winemaker, not the, the, not the, the grape, grape variety. It's not the Fair grape's enough. fault. Yep, I love that. Uh, what bottle in your collection are you most looking forward to drinking? Oh, well, that really depends on... I mean, obviously, I'm looking forward to drinking all of them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. But most, there's a couple of really old wines from... WA, so I was born in WA, spent a lot of time in Margaret River, and mm-hmm. there's I started collecting when I was way too young. Mm-hmm. So there's some fun stuff there. There's yep. some champagne kicking around, that, you mm. know, just pick up the odd bottles here and there. Mm-hmm. I guess I've been really lucky to be working in an industry where I've had access to wines that people might not necessarily yeah. see. Yeah. So there's some lovely imports down there. Mm-hmm. When I say down there, I do have a small cellar at oh, my house. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Excellent. 
So one day I'll get around to drinking them all. What's the one thing you love about your job? Wine, 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 wine. wine. And the people. (laughs) (laughs) And the people. Getting out there and talking. I I guess the biggest thing for me is the education Mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. Getting out and talking to people and getting engaging with them so they're not hearing this is my wine, it's great, drink it Mm -hmm. or you'll love it. It's like, hey, what do you like to drink at home? Oh, it's Tuesday night, you're in a bottle shop, you've got 50 bucks, what are you going to buy? Start the conversation there and then take them on like half a step to the left in terms of what wine you're going to pour for Mm -hmm. them and show them something that maybe they haven't seen before. And uh, what's one thing you would change about the wine industry? Uh, People, oh, the only one. (laughs) Um, I think that we need to debunk the wine industry a little bit. I think we are very much all concerned with promoting our own brands and selves and so Mm -hmm. on. And sometimes we forget about the people who are actually drinking the wine. Yep. So get less involved in, you know, the minutiae of what the wine is about and engage with... A little bit with, more outwardly facing? Yeah. Talk yep. about life. Yep. Wine's a part of life. Yep. Um, if you're drinking too much of it, that's a bad thing. Uh, but, you know, un, in moderation, it's a great mm. addition to our world. I yep. come from an Italian family. It's just part of the table. Mm-hmm. Now, bucket list wine journey. If COVID... Dollars, <laughs> time, money, everything, it was everything, all the things, none of it mattered. Where would you go? What would you do? I'd probably go back to the other home, which is Italy. Mm-hmm. So go and spend three years in county, work in a winery. I don't care if they pay me or not. Um, yep. And just learn everything. The mm-hmm. first time I made wine was in Italy in a co-op. I'd love to go back and do that. Yeah. If... I were there to just enjoy and savour champagne, which is where I was meant to be mm. in May of last year. Uh, that didn't happen. Unlucky. Uh, yeah, but mm. that's okay. Nobody likes a pandemic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough. Yes. Well, look, Kate, thank you once again so much for, for joining us. You're a wonderful friend of the show and it's wonderful to complete the dilettante's picture with the Fiano, having yeah. having had the Sangiovese here in seasons past. Um, now, Nick, if you could refresh everybody's memory as to how they can find us on all their socials and all that sort of stuff. But before you do, right. I'm going to bring the big shout out to Hannah Fairlam for our theme music and Brendan Sloan on Death Metal Tambourine. Um, Tim Allen in the booth, Podcast Central for all of your podcasting needs. Um, between him and Soapbox Productions, you have no idea what they're capable of. Seriously, it's nothing short of miraculous. But Nick, if you'd like to go through where people can find us. You're one for hyperbole, aren't you? I am. Uh, sorry, that was slightly too dry. Uh, so if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please, please do. Otherwise, we'll cry uh, <laughs> and cough. Uh, yes. We'll choke on our wine if you do. That's, <laughs> that was bad timing. That's my tears, so of lo- tears of loneliness for people not liking our posts. Uh, no, please do subscribe. Uh, obviously, if you subscribe, then uh, the podcast automatically downloads to wherever you listen to uh, your podcasts. You can access the show with a minimum of fuss and or bother. Uh, if you're listening to us via Spotify, please uh, give our podcast page a little follow and uh, we'll promise to say nice things about you to people that we know. Uh, if you're subscribing, why not also just for a laugh, give us a generous 
rating on whichever podcast platform you're using. If you're listening to the podcast right now, it'll take you just a few seconds to give us a star rating. If uh, if you don't give us a good star rating, we'll send the boys around. Um, if you are listening to this and you're a winemaker, uh, or you're in a winery, or you're involved in the winemaking process in any way at all, and you think the show sounds like something you'd like to be part of, then send us an email uh, or contact us on uh, social media, and we'll have a little chat and see if we can get you on the show. Our email is whonickedmywine at gmail.com. Social media, uh, as we've said, it's 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 picking up after being a little bit quiet for, for a while. Mm. Um, mm. Nick and I have been incredibly busy. We're very busy, important people. And uh, it, I'm, uh, I'm kind of a big deal. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't back that up. The only way to react to I that cannot, was silence. I, I cannot back that up. Silence was deafening. Wasn't it? That two seconds of silence, the people <laughs> looking at me was like... I was, I was waiting for you to deflate no, me. I just like, no. <laughs> no, I did, by not saying anything. But I can't back it up. No, I'm, I, I'm, no. I, I want to get the Frankly, t- I want to get the t-shirt that says, I'm world famous in Brompton. Not even. Does Brompton yeah. know about that? No, exactly. <laughs> no. Neither of us can back it up. Nate. No, it's all right. we can't. This yeah. is fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to post lots of lovely pictures of wine and food and other spectacular make you, things. Make you wish that you were living our lives. Oh, man. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, no. It wouldn't make people. No, want it won't. That. Uh, so, our handle on uh, Instagram is who nicked my wine. We've got over 750 followers on Instagram, which is a little bit arousing. Some of them um, are cats. Some of them are what? Some of them are cats. Mm-hmm. How many cats are following us, Nick? <laughs> About five. So long as they enjoy their wine. Five cats are following us. Yes. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where I can go from there, if I'm honest. I think that might be feel, the I end feel, of the line. I feel like just, I don't know, maybe just stopping. Except I'm not going to, because we've got a Facebook page as well. We've got nearly 400 followers. um, No cats. No. Well, who knows? Well, I mean, if you're involved, perhaps there might be cats (laughs) and or chinchillas, hamsters following us. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Literally, who knows? Maybe one or two ocelots. No, I'm just making. No, you make. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, So everybody that has followed us and and given us uh, love and support on social media, and in real life. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Are they amazing? Uh, we, yeah, they are. Um, and patient. And, uh, really, I mean... Especially God. with me. Oh, they're no, so patient. No, both of us, we're frustrating individuals. I'm a small doses kind of guy. Oh, you really are. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's I've been true. sitting in there. Yeah. yeah. And yet, here we are. Mm. Well, yeah, here we are. And we just yeah. can't get out. Can't wait to get out of the room. But anyway, it's, you know, it's There's a door over there. There is yeah. a door. Uh, but no, we have... Uh, yes. You're lovely, Nick. We all love you. Aww. Rubbish. In, in, in small doses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, if you haven't shown us love on social media and you feel so inclined, please, please do. do. Please do. I mean, we really, we'd, we'd be so appreciative. We, we'd we'd be, really like it a lot. We, we really are, yes, we just... Super grateful. Yeah. Yeah. We'll buy you a drink. No, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> so, yes, either like us and follow us on Facebook uh, and or follow us on Instagram. Fabulous. Well... Thank you so much for that. Uh, I mean, it went on for a long time. That it did. I didn't really know. I could what have just said say. Facebook and Instagram, Instagram and, get and on email it. and be done with it. But, but actually, no, quite, you know, that's no, fine. That's okay. We, we don't mind. No, there's no rules. There are no rules. Well done. Thank you for embracing that. It's yeah. only taken you an entire episode. Oh, it's taking me a lot longer. <laughs> but 
Kate Giles, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, the Dilettante Fiano has been absolutely spectacular. I look forward to drinking way more of it. Excellent. Um, and I look forward to hearing from our wonderful listeners what they've had to say about it as well. That would be nice if we had some I feedback. I really do think that it's one of those ones that's actually going to cause a bit of a stir. I hope so. Well, it deserves that's, to. That's all of it. All of it from us here tonight at Who Nicked My Wine, um, reminding you all to drink responsibly. And until next time, be kind to each other. Good night. Mm-hmm.